Hi, this is Quincy. You're listening to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Friday, November 17th. Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. I'm Jamal Cox, and I'm joined by the man that works the flat top better than Howie Long, Justin Kelly, say hi to the people. <laughs> JC, what's up? The boys are back. Man, it feels good to be back in Little Owl Studios. JC, been a while. Got a few text messages rolling in saying, what's the deal? When's the next episode of The Gloss coming out? Nice to see you, pal. Nice to be back. Thanks for the people who care. Thanks for reaching out. The Gloss is back and better than ever. Yeah, we're excited to be back for sure. I, I missed uh, not getting this time with you last week. I got back on that red eye from Hawaii. Oh, that sounds really proper. That's, that's a rough ride. I got back for that red eye, ah. and I said, there's no way I can record this weekend. So happy to be back in the saddle this week. The old red eye from Hawaii got you, eh, Jamal? I'll oh. tell you what. Let me, I'm just going to jump in. Had a good time in Hawaii. Had yeah. a good time Yeah, Hawaii. let's hear it. Let's hear about that. Let's get into that. Hawaii. I will say, though, that flight out there is a beast. Mm. Uh, somehow, some way... <laughs> the flight we it's essentially like a nighttime flight you're flying roughly almost six hours from from vancouver to get there mm. so we had a whole day i think i told you about six seven hours in vancouver we in had a couple tests text early on your way and you were you were sort of posting up in in yvr in the airport in vancouver and you were yeah. you were in it for the long haul it wasn't it <laughs> It wasn't a it was it wasn't a good time, it was a short time, it was both, right? Yeah, it was it was a means to It was a long time is what I meant to say. It was one of those situations where we knew that if we took a later flight from Victoria to Vancouver, there was a risk of not making our flight to it. Hawaii. Yeah, I can't risk and it. And then that's the one flight that day, so we had to do what we had to do. Uh before we get into Hawaii, which I'm excited to hear about being a person who's never been there. How did the travel go with your children, your offspring? How did, how were um, how were the trials and tribulations of of all that we just described? There was it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And what I mean by that is, there were a lot of kids on there, so that kind of eased some tension because we were like, okay, lots of kids. It's going to be loud. Our kids can do their thing. It's not going to be a huge issue. Yes. <laughs> the problem was because of that time difference. Because we were starting the day so early it was a long day for them they had fallen asleep and i mentioned it before on the pod to some of our faithful listeners they may know but uh, my kids sometimes have night terrors (laughs) and night terrors if you've never seen one are freaky deaky they can really trip you out yeah and then at the same time you know they they never happen in public typically unless you're a narcoleptic yeah but um <laughs> and not in the night <laughs> right exactly so anyway uh one of my kids and i'm spacer right now i think it was nico yeah nico had uh, a night terror and we had basically a whole aisle that was me and my my mother and father-in-law and he was essentially like experiencing a wake nightmare so he was representing presenting i should say as being awake like eyes open but he was still in his nightmare (laughs) jesus so he was screaming and we were like close to landing the plane sorry it's quite funny now i mean yeah at the the time a little less so yes but he he's 
literally screaming at one point I, I'm looking at him and he's just like oh my god like screaming oh my god and I don't know what was happening in his dream or his nightmare but of course everybody as they will do is craning their neck like looking sure, like what's sure. happening to the kid in 16b sure and sure. um what do you do do you do you do you douse him with cold water from your glass do you give him a light slap on the face the power of christ compels you <laughs> <laughs> no you um you get him to drink water typically that's the kind of yeah. trigger to like wake them out of that state sure. that my or, kids or least... like a gut punch <laughs> or you just wail on like him. no like, just quick and easy <laughs> okay and did that revive him did that bring him back to reality back it, to it life back a... to reality it took a few seconds but it, yes it did but I was sitting across the aisle with my in-laws and nothing really <laughs> phases me anymore. Like with like night terrors and stuff like that. It's I know that it's going to dissipate when kids are on planes. I remember, I don't know, 20 years ago or so I'd be like, shut that kid up. Yeah. And now as a parent of two and having seen all kinds of things transpire on a plane, it can't, doesn't really phase me if a no. kid's Agreed. going crazy. I also know the time and the place it's late at night. It's a long day. Yeah. So I'm downplaying it. I'm literally playing solitaire on my phone while he's, because I'm like checking and Julia's like giving him the water. I'm like, okay, now it'll pass. It's going to pass. The yes. process begins, but yes. it's not instantaneous. So everyone else, my God bless my mother-in-law was just like really worried. Like, do we need to perform an exorcism here? Mm. Like what's happening? Mm. You're making a scene yeah. kind of a vibe is what yeah. I was getting from her. And I was yeah. like, it's fine. He's, He's having a night terror, and I was like trying to explain it, and it just wasn't really landing. Landing, yeah. But then, you know, eventually he woke out of it. We got there, and then the, the thing I love about those situations: the kids wake up, my kids wake up from it, like it never happened. Well, di well, it didn't. It didn't to it them. Didn't. It didn't register, right? It wasn't total reality, right? So it's it's really funny when like people have this gobsmacked it's good. It's look. Funny, man. It's funny, and then they're just like, "What? What happened?" I'm like, "You were screaming." For... Why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and after that, the uh, that's good stuff, JC. I like that. And I, and when you landed and everyone got off, the state of Hawaii let you unite terrorists in. <laughs> They let they let you people in. They let us in. They let wow. us in. Welcome home, Mister Passport Holder. So I got in. The first thing I noticed, it's like essentially almost like an open air airport. Mm. So kind of like San Diego, if you've ever flown there. You're you, on where in Hawaii? I ask it like I know it well. Sorry, the island of Kauai, known right, as the Kauai. Garden Island, as I have Kauai. Learned. Kauai was what I was looking for. Thank yeah. you. It's like northwest of. Like the larger islands, the smaller island, I guess. I don't know the archipelago that well. How many people own Kauai? I don't know. Ding, ding. Come <laughs> on, JC. Go on. But it's it's one of the smaller, less populated, less developed islands. Sure. Yeah. So we get there. The first thing, it hits you. It's like, wow, it's hot. Like even at night, like this is, it's warm. Mm. And you're waiting for your bags. We get an Uber and we <laughs> got this very interesting uber driver i'm really glad that we had uh the uber or lyft driver because she basically gave us a tour and this kind of ties in and this is a theme that i'm going to talk about throughout you had asked me before i left does it feel like america so you get there and you're like wow this is an airport in the jungle this is what it feels like mm. this is amazing we're here at lahui we have to travel 30 45 minutes to where we're staying on the southern part of the island that sounds cool 
And on the way, you drive through kind of the developed town. You're driving through, and she's like, here's the McDonald's. Here's the KFC. Here's the Target. Mm. Here's the Costco. Here's the AT&T. Population on Kauai, 75,000. Yep, I could see it. Yeah. 75,000. There's parts of the the island that are uninhabited and have no ro- roads. Mm. So, yes, it's kind of densely populated in certain areas. But sure. then at the same time, relatively small. Sure. So you're at the KFC, you're at the Costco. Or sorry, the, she's showing I'm you where the these things are. Yeah, I'm yeah. at the Taco Bell. Nice. I don't know if you know that song. I don't. Okay. So it's just driving around and there's these moments where you're just like, oh, wow, okay. These people are just like us. Like it's just, you know, the same kind of thing. But then she's saying everything closes typically at eight or nine. The Jack in the Box stays open till like 24 hours. Shout out to Jack. Yeah. So it's really interesting just seeing all these places. Things look kind of dated. And then. Does it feel American? As an American. Yes. As now a resident of Canada. I'm not sure where the um, where your application process is now. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure where it is. Thursday. Thank this coming you. Thursday, American Thanksgiving. I am being sworn in as a citizen. We can talk more about that. Well, isn't time. that isn't that uh, apropos of the it date? Is. It should be. Hey? Yeah. <clears throat> I love that, JC. Let, and we will talk about that. My question to you is, as an American, as now a PR of Canada, what does it feel... Does it feel like you're going back? That sounds, that doesn't sound, that, that's a poor question. Let me rephrase. Does it feel like America? In moments it does. Hmm. And well, just to get into it, like that where you're driving through and you're seeing all of these strip malls and you're seeing these familiar chains of, you know, capitalist empire, basically. Yeah. It does feel like America. But then five, 10 minutes more, you're driving and she's like, oh, this is, the driver says, this is, uh, I forgot, I think it's called like the Tunnel of Trees. And literally, it's this corridor wow. of these tall, amazing, beautiful trees that like I've never seen before. And it's just hmm. this path, cool. dark, no lights, nothing. And you're just driving through it. But then on the other side of it, you get to all of the resorts and all of the condos, which feels like any kind of tropical Mm. resort town Mm. so it has these Mm. elements interesting it definitely has these elements that's cool the the tunnel of trees sounds pretty cool though it's really cool um but yeah like there are moments there actually i just let's go unpack that a bit because that is something i wanted to talk about there there like i said there's like this kind of duality where you do feel like man i'm in the jungle they filmed jurassic park nearby here i'm snorkeling on the beach there's turtles that you can almost touch. They're so close. Schools of fish I'm swimming with. This is amazing. This is unique. But then (laughs) there is the Monday when I went to Costco and I went to Target, which you were like joking, mocking me about. But yeah, we went to Target and I had a moment in Target, I swear to you, where I thought... Where you lost your kid? No. (laughs) That that was me. (laughs) But it was a surreal moment because we're sitting in Target it's 80 degrees plus, like over 30 degrees outside. I'm in a Target in November. Everything looks the same. I smell Starbucks. People are literally offering Starbucks, like mocha, frapple, what a shots. Sure. And then Christmas music is playing. Mm, really? Yeah. 
Christmas music in Target in, or Target as we call it mm-hmm. around the house, mm-hmm. and you're just here, and it just feels kind of gross, honestly. Like mm. it was a means to end. We had to get a few things there. We had to go to Costco, get a few things there as well. <laughs> had a funny Costco moment. Kawhi is overrun with wild chickens. There's wild chickens and roosters everywhere. Long story was we heard this uh, from our Uber driver, and I'll tie it back in. Essentially. There was like a huge, uh, just cockfighting ring. Yeah, nice. And there was a hurricane that came through. All these chickens got released, then subsequently mated. There's no natural predators, so they run wild. So we're in the parking lot of a Costco in Hawaii, mountains, jungle Mm. within reach. You can see it in the distance. And there's a chicken by the car just walking around in this vast parking lot. It's kind of wild like to think about. So there was moments like that where it's like, yeah, this is America. But then you look the, P.S. Like, the uh, Kawhi cockfighting ring can be found with our partners on BetStamp. <laughs> BetStamp. <laughs> you want Kawhi cockfighting? Scroll down, you'll find it. <laughs> That's some deep, deep cuts there. But yeah, uh, moving on, there mm. were those moments like that. And then when I was mm. in and around the resort area like kind of we were staying in a condo but then there was this grand hyatt that if you if you're familiar with the series the white lotus uh hbo series to film some of it in hawaii in the first season just decadent like italy in the second exactly i yeah. think thailand coming up in season three mm-hmm. somewhere in that region but anyway former soprano michael imperioli is yes, one of the leads prominent uh in yeah. that second season yeah. so the series kind of focus on Basically, like, rich, awful rich people doing yeah. awful things yeah. on vacation. <laughs> so we were walking around this Grand Hyatt with all of these lagoons and, like, all of these just really just palatial decadence. Sure. And you're <laughs> seeing people, like, that are probably on honeymoons, people that are on, like, business trips, things like that. Like, I'm seeing guys wearing blazers. There's a kid playing... Uh, the Scientist by Coldplay on an acoustic nice. guitar for nice. an audience at the hotel while we were like having a drink. And it was more of just one of those things we wanted to just to go see how the other half lives yeah. one night and kind of get off campus. But I came away from the feeling really just like I needed a bath. Like a, like, <laughs> like a, my aura needed a bath. <laughs> Not I to see. sound too, too uh, holier than thou, but it was kind of those vibes where you're just like, Wow, we've taken this beautiful land. The U.S. has obviously, you know, done what they've done to so many other like native and indigenous cultures, and sure. just taken this outpost for sugarcane and and pleasure and all these other things that they took it for when they did, and then now it's just kind of been, you know, profited and 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 profligated into like this huge mm. parts of the island are just a huge resort where sorry to say it but i was walking around and it was just like man i'm one of the only people of color here that is not an employee mm-hmm. i felt that many times throughout the whole time there i was just like very conscientious of being like one of a few and i'm not just saying like african-american i'm talking like just brown in general mm-hmm. people there so mm-hmm. it, it feels like there's this like very transactional yeah nature to like tropical tourism which is something i always have felt I've, i haven't i've been to cancun I've, i went to the, the bahamas when i was a kid i've been to europe and i feel like there's a distinct 
difference. Some can maybe argue differently, but if you're going to like Europe, I feel like you're just kind of like, I'm going to taste of this culture here. I'm going to kind of just try to fit in or whatever. And I maybe try to be part of that mosaic briefly. Whereas if you're going to Jamaica or like some resort or something, it feels like you're just taking. It feels yeah, yeah. transactional. Yes. So there were elements of that where I just kind of walking around and I had a conversation with a local about it. I played tennis with this guy uh, named John, originally from Boulder. You're going to love this. As soon as um, we arranged to play tennis together, he walks up. He's wearing a Colorado Buffs hat. He'd just come back from Denver. Go go Buffs. Go Buffs. Coach we a, Prime. We had a good conversation about it. I can come back to that later. Yeah. But anyway, I was like, so what's it like? He's been living in Kauai for several decades. Okay. And, you know, white guy in his 60s. Uh, everybody in Kauai seems to have a hustle. Everybody seems to have multiple jobs. Interesting. Which I kind of love. Interesting. So, you know, you might be the tennis instructor here, but you also work at the bar. Or you sure. do Like, you do a lot of different things and cobble together a life. <laughs> so, he was talking to me about, about things, and he was just saying, you know, he's seen the island, and I think subsequently, I think all of Hawaii has kind of, like, grown and become this kind of haven for people to come and experience the riches and beauty of it but like in like i said this kind of transactional way yeah but he says that it sustains his their life the locals need the tourism so it's True. it's this you know catch 22 it's tough man it's tough like i i was sitting there and like there was a day five and I, I'm, I'm not trying like i said this is just me you know me i'm like very i'm very kind of like thin-skinned and like very existential and and moody and can find a way to find the darkness in, in a moment <laughs> a bit, when I'm bathed. Those are all good attributes. Yeah, even when I'm bathed in light, I can find some darkness there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that being said, I had that conversation with John and then I was just kind of walking around and kind of looking at like some of the bars and like kind of uh, the people and just kind of how people carry themselves and how people are interacting with people that work there, people that live there, people that were doing, there were a lot of people on this property doing groundskeeping. It was the scale of this operation was quite something amazing daily leaf blowers lawn cutting the whole nine it was talking my language talking your language but it was it was wild like how how many um people they had on deck to to keep things flowing hmm. and looking pristine but all that being said yeah it's that kind of stuff if you 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 like really if you're in tune to it and you think about it it can be really kind of like you hmm. feel like damn, I'm here, I'm contributing to this in a way. But that's my, what I tried to reconcile it with was like, let's be respectful, let's talk to people, let's not, you know, because some people I think kind of go and other people that work in those like hotels, work in those things, whereas I'm kind of just like, hey, just I'm just here as a patron, I respect that I have the ability and the privilege to be here. You know, and I just kind of that really hit for me, and I, that really was something that I was thinking about. I was, whenever I go somewhere, I think, could I live here? And I actually have a friend, uh, an acquaintance from way back in the day, who just moved there in the last year. We didn't get to link up. Hopefully, if I ever go back, I will with her. But um, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, can I live here? Can I do this? And part of me felt like I just couldn't. Like I, I feel like it's a place to visit. Huh. Um, is that Beastie Boys line? 
good place to visit, but a, a better place to, to rob. Here. Yeah. So, so yeah. when you're there, you're thinking, could I actually live here? Yeah. Whenever Three, I go. 365, as, as, yeah. we, as a lot of people do if they're in touch with the area, would they do that? And your, your takeaway from that, JC, was that I don't think I could. I don't think I could. I was like, man, is there a world where I become a tennis bum here late in life? Sure, sure. I mean, I could. I could ma- manufacture it, but I feel like I, I wouldn't want to. Um, and yeah, it just it feels like somewhere to visit. I had some conversations with some people at the airport uh, when we were in transit back home. And I think people, I don't know how to say this, but... I've, several people I talk to, these are retired folks that are affluent. They keep going back and keep going back. And almost the vibe I got is it kind of had like, this is our little secret. This is our little like thing. We go mm. to Kauai. We go to this island. The other islands are overdeveloped and like, mm. we don't want that. They're like, Honolulu's like Vegas. We don't want that. We mm. go here. Mm. This is our place. And it kind of creeped me out a little bit. Interesting. Interesting. I do think this is the cool part about traveling that like you need, you know, like the more you experience, the better to simplify for a moment. But it's interesting that that's your sort of uh, sense after is that, you know, maybe this isn't the place for me for more than a week or two weeks. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I had a lovely time. I enjoyed yeah. it. And it is the experience is what I yeah. was trying to illustrate. Yeah. It was a great experience. I just just so many things like the the weather, how clean the air is, how the fresh the food was. I ate so much poke. Yeah, let's talk food for a second. Let's so talk good. food and drink. What'd you get into there? Let's Yeah. Let's get a little more uh let's, positive. Let's, no, let's go down let's <laughs> or up or down a couple layers. Yeah. Do a superficial layer. What'd you eat? What'd you drink? What'd you like? So we actually cooked a lot of our meals. Well, yeah, you went to Costco. We heard that. <laughs> also, part of it, too, was just being a bit uh, frugal because it's so expensive with the exchange rate. I think it's at about like 70, 73 cents on a dollar right now, the Canadian um, versus American dollar. So that'll bite you, especially with those tourist prices. So we did have a really great meal at this place. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was like a cabana or like rec club or something nearby. It was like walking distance. And I had just an amazing, beautiful, like, um, pulled pork slider with like kind of that traditional barbecue from Hawaii. And I had a, a lava flow. What's a lava flow? So I figured it out. A lava flow is a pina colada with strawberries. Yo. A couple of That those, sounds good. A couple of those will. I love a pina colada. Will, oof, do the job. So good. Especially Ooh. like warm. Ooh. It was a warm Ooh. night. I got to process that a little bit. Pina colada with a strawberry? With like, like some strawberry like juices or something sure. going. Sure. Yes, please. I think it should be the. Uh, I think it's like the nat- like the state drink. I'm not embellishing. I think I read that it's the state drink, and rightfully so. Effing a, yeah. <laughs> Might be the new drink of the sports gloss. I love a daiquiri, and this is like oh, that sounds nice on steroids. Is that great. sounds nice? Yeah. So that was good. I had some good pork, like I said, but the poke was the was the champ. That was the thing that stood out. I, Any spam. I didn't get in spam. I wanted to, but my crew didn't really make it happen. I wanted to get some masubi, but couldn't make that happen. What's that? It's like um, spam, almost like a spam wrap. Like, 
almost like a sushi roll spam. Like oh, so, it's like spam with that. the the seaweed uh-huh. and some rice. So it's kind of like a meal in your hand. I get down on is that. Like the kind I of think joke. I get down on it. Just the kind of what about a King's Hawaiian slider roll? Like the that's, sweet King's Hawaiian. So that's what I had the, with the pork, the pork. With the pulled pork, and it was on time. Mm-hmm. You're gonna love this at Costco. You could get. 20 a 24 pack i believe of those king's hawaiians for six bucks yeah yeah the costco stuff was outrageous we bought a handle hungry dog a handle of malibu and we were we were drinking that during the week and some casamigos as well which was a uh, pretty cheap there. you know dave's favorite yeah it was delicious yeah lovely there's a lot of coconut flavored drinks throughout the week and then we also had uh just some local beer i had like a nice yuzu ipa um <laughs> yeah just really you're selling it though oh it's it was good i you're mean i lived it. well as much as i was like doom and gloom three minutes ago like it we did live well had a good time i had some really nice like uh it's like i mean as always fries. it sounds like you know let's continue to push the downtrodden indigenous people for the betterment of pretty much <laughs> i mean that's the way for a little it? costco uh for a little costco rum this is america i'm joking i'm joking but <laughs> But yeah, no, it was uh, it was great. The the food and drink was good. I will say the things that stood out there, everything was so stinking fresh. I was eating pineapple every day. Love that. Avocados were delicious. Nice. Cheap too. You nailed it, by the way. Three for five. Three for five. Avos? Yeah. Wow. Brought back some macadamia nuts. Brought back some coconut uh, syrup. Yeah. Sounds lovely, some, some nice Good for you too. guys. Good for you and your crew. It sounds It sounds pretty wonderful. Overall, it sounds pretty wonderful. <laughs> it was good. Lots of beach time. Lots of time uh, by the pool. Lots of time reading. I actually got a little bit of a sunburn. Mm. Black people do burn, by mm. the way. I got a little peel. SPF wasn't quite high enough. Hey? I missed a couple of spots. I missed a couple of spots. <laughs> oh, man. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Oh, what did I do while you were gone, Jamal? Nah, nothing, man. Just worked <laughs> in the rain like a dick. <laughs> Well, you did have a good adventure. You got off the island. You went somewhere you hadn't gone for a long time. I got off the island, but not to the island that you went to. Yeah, I know. I went to... Uh, I'm just giving you a hard time. That sounds lovely, pal. That sounds effing glorious. Thank you. Glorious. Uh, yeah, well, you were gone. I went and watched... Um, I got off the island for the first time in a long time. We make some some sort of casual, uh, hopefully uh, endearing and funny remarks about going to Vancouver. But yeah, I got off the island. I went from Victoria to Vancouver. I took the old ferry and watched the Vancouver Whitecaps in the playoffs. Let's go. Their first home game since 2015. And yes, I was at that game. Thanks for asking. Somebody else was at that game too. <laughs> That's you got right. photo evidence. You got yeah. the receipts. That's right. So yeah, got off the island and went and watched the Caps in the playoffs. In the game two of their three-game series against LAFC, Will Ferrell's LAFC, yeah, who was also in attendance. When they showed Will Ferrell on the big screen at BC Place, people booed him. <laughs> people booed him because they knew it. that he's a part owner of LAFC. And people, there was no, huh, I liked old school. Huh. No. I like stepbrothers. Don't people boot them right away? Hey, Vancouver, you could be Will Ferrell or Justin Trudeau. You're going to get the vitriol. <laughs> Justin Kelly caught a little vitriol that night, too, if I can go third person for a second. Really? Nah. I'm Uh-oh. just joking. Okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no, it was nice. Head. It was nice, man. It was fun. 
Um, yeah, and the best part of it was the best part of it was that I'd thrown this out to uh, some of my pals, and everyone said, oh, it's a Sunday night. It's a tough game. Like you know, most people have to work." Blah blah blah. And then a pal of mine came at me uh, early Saturday morning and said, "Hey, is there any way to kind of put this together that we can that we can pull this off? The game Sunday afternoon at four thirty." And uh, if you listen to previous episodes, and, and God, we appreciate it. If you do, when we were at uh, Goldstream with a couple of cats, I mentioned a couple of my guys, hey, I'm thinking about going to the soccer game. Everyone sort of, the rebuttal was, we can't do it. Fair enough. And then Saturday morning, hey, uh, I got an idea. I think we can pull it. Negotiations went on back and forth all day with a few different parties. And lo and behold, we landed on the 11 a.m. ferry on Sunday, headed right into some beautiful, beautiful playoff soccer, JC. That's awesome. It was like Ocean's Eleven, like pulling off the heist, like you got everybody. It felt like that. It kind of felt like that. Yeah, that's cool, though. It was... Jamal, it wasn't wasn't Kawhi. I'm not the Prince of Poipu, but it was fun, man. It was... Let, we, we, for me. we got in there, we arrived, we checked into the hotel, which was a literal stone's throw from BC Place. About two, we went to a sports bar, we had some food, we had some drinks. Again, the game started at 4.30, so our tailgating time, which is always the best time. Yeah. When, you, when you go through something like this, any sort of sporting event, the best time is the tailgating time. It the re- anticipation. It, it really is. Up. You're excited. You're eating, you're drinking, you're with like-minded people. Had had a wonderful time at this sports bar. We try to get into like um, sort of like the Whitecaps, like their their um, like their supporters bar, and it was sold out. We couldn't get in. We oh, walked wow. it. We walked in looking for two seats. Bartender yells at me. He's like, "Boys, we're at capacity. You gotta go." Oh wow! Yeah, it's like so that. It, it it was like that. That's cool. Sunday afternoon. I mean, it is a playoff game, but. So that was like a nice little bit. We just went around the the corner. We found a great spot, had good vibes, and and we carried on. Like I said, we had something to eat. We had something to drink. We rolled in. Uh, Because it was so last minute, a a pal of mine from Black Creek who is now in Vancouver, we threw it at him, and we knew it probably wouldn't work for him. Lo and behold, he's able to come. So he lands with us all of a sudden. Let's go. Let's go. So we got <laughs> we got a nice crew going, and and these are near and dears, near and dear friends, and and we're rolling in, and we are hot, and we're excited, and and the vibes are high. JC, the best crowd that the Whitecaps have ever had. Upper deck was open, just a smidge, just a hair under thirty one thousand in BC Place that night. That's great. Big crowd, JC. It was it was great, man, and and it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, just like in 2015, when I when the last time I went to Vancouver and the last time I went to a Whitecaps playoff game, they didn't score. <laughs> Bad luck, Kelly. That's what they call you. <clears throat> that's what they call me when I get off the island. That's why I rarely leave. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Game was really good. I sent you the clip of the ref getting in the way of what should have been a Caps goal. Yeah, the refs were infuriating, really infuriating. However. I keep it positive. Had a lot of fun. Uh, the game was was awesome in terms of the gameplay and and the vibe of it. And it was super intense. And it was all there. Tallboy Heineken's were flowing. It was fun, man. Nice. How was first of all? Did you see Steve Nash? Didn't see Steve Nash like we did eight years ago. We didn't see Stevie. However, a little bit less so, but still a Vancouver legend. <laughs> 
as we were strolling through the concourse with the aforementioned Tallboy Heineken, we did run into um, uh, a name in the rafters that's synonymous with Vancouver sports. And we ran into a Sedin brother. Really? Yeah. No. don't know which one, though. We don't know which one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know which one. They're twins, if you don't know. Identical uh, twins. Yeah. And we don't know. I've got a wonderful picture of my pal Ryan and a Sedin brother. Now, we sort of felt like it was Hendrick. We felt like it was Hendrick. But... <laughs> 33, 22, who knows? But we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. It felt like a Hendrick, but we'll never know. That's cool. Yeah. That's so really we, cool. Yeah. So we ran into Hendrick. We also ran into uh, former Whitecaps captain Jay Demerit. Oh, yeah. American. Yeah, truculent, uh, truculent defender and an American American from Wisconsin and sort of built his way through the ranks. And, yeah. And when I went to watch the Whitecaps in 2015, excuse me. Wonderful defender and deserved the armband in the early four or five years of the Whitecaps. He was there. We had a we had a brief chat with him, which was pretty funny. But yeah, it was nice, man. The vibes were good. Again, their biggest crowd ever. Everyone was excited to be there. It was it was kind of neat, man. Good energy. That's cool. You saw Jaden Merritt. I remember when he was with Watford, and just his story is really really captivating. The fact that he came up through the ranks, kind of yep. as a nobody, yep. ascended to mm-hmm. English Premier League level. Mm-hmm had a big impact in the MLS as well. That's really cool. Played at the University of Chicago, Illinois at Chicago, right? Yeah. Like not Champagne played played their IUI, right? And and then went on and landed in Europe and built his web. So yes. So always appreciated Jay Demerit and uh, well put by you. He's uh, he's a quality player. It's a grinder. Yeah. 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 That's cool, man. Yeah. I just want to ask too, like since you don't get over to Van that often, what was your general sense if you had enough time to kind of take it all in like the city just the people. I mean, I know it was that- a bit. It was a bit of a blur in terms yeah. of it was like sort of like forty hours, right? It was right. not even. It was like thirty hours. But yeah, um, it was nice, man. We went out after. We had something to eat. We had some drinks. We had a, hit a, a couple of spots. Uh, one place a little more up tempo. We realized that it probably wasn't for us, and then we went to another place. We then we actually met up with a pal of mine from Campbell River who lives in Vancouver. Oh, wow. who sort of has he's been there, you know, most of his adult life. So he showed us a couple of places. We had a couple of nice cocktails. We played some pool. Nah, I love pool. Yeah, we did that, which you don't run into here in Victoria too often. So yeah, it was it it, it was all happened pretty quickly, but yeah, I had a really nice time. Actually hit hit uh, one of uh, Toronto Raptor super fan Drake's favorite spots, the Park Casino, for a minute. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Played a little blackjack. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Double haven't down. done that. Haven't done that for a while. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Got on a bit of a heater. Covered my costs for the for the uh, thirty hours. That works. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Didn't see that one coming. That wasn't in my <laughs> cards for the evening. I love you. I love how you carpe the DM. Yeah, I did carpe the DM. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh again I didn't see that one come. It was nice. No, it was nice. Yeah, Vancouver. I need more time. I need more time. <laughs> and I, the eternal question to me is as a person who who left the province for university. Yeah. Would have being in spending a year or two in Vancouver in my 20s, university, pre-university, just post-university, would that have been a good move for me? Ooh. You know what I mean? I don't yep. I don't know the city well enough to have a gauge on that. So when I shoot over for a game or a concert or an event or a little uh, science world with the kids. Yeah. Haven't done that yet. But you know what I mean? Like, 
Vancouver gives me that. Should I have spent more time here? And and as you've made fun of me before, and I deserve it. So close, but it seems so far away to me, right? So like, is there more there to me to for me to dig around? Well, I don't know, JC. I am again. I'm getting being long winded, but it's a good question. And uh, my wife Julia has actually pondered that as well. And she said that as someone who grew up on the island and went afar for school, yeah. and like never really lived there. And I know for me, there was always Washington, D.C. was close by growing up in Richmond. And then I had a bunch of friends either hit Washington, D.C. or they would go to New York City. Yeah. That was kind of the the natural path if you wanted the taste of like a, a metropolitan, sure. huge cosmopolitan center. Sure. And yeah, I, I had those, those same kind of question marks whenever I go back to Washington, D.C. I'm like, could I have been here in the, my 20s when I didn't have the same kind of strings attached to yes. my life that I yes. have now? And had a couple nice years of living. Yeah, just kind of scraping scraping by, having fun. Sure. Getting your getting your bumps and bruises, but also experiencing life in a, in a bigger city, yeah. meeting some people. Yeah. Yeah. Probably no. would have been okay. Yeah, I think it would have been a good time. Sure. We're in a good place now, too, as well. I guess we'll never know. No, sliding doors. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the simplest way to maximize your profits. And there's never been a better time to sign up than now. When you visit our page, signupexpert.com slash SG, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and when you register through our link, you'll automatically receive the top offer at each one. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand, please consider signing up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com SG. Welcome back to the Sports Gloss. College football, lots happening. We usually have a Michigan minute. It might be a Michigan multiple minutes here because there's been so many things evolving with this story with the University of Michigan football team. You've been on the beach. You've been on the pool. You don't even you you don't even know. <laughs> it's true. I had a little bit of a, every day. There's been something new. The point is, JC. Every day there's been something new. And among those things, Jim Harbaugh, since we last uh, met here on the pod. He has a three-game suspension. Tomorrow will be serving game two of that suspension. Looming is the big game with Ohio State, which we'll talk about a little bit later. He's not going to be available for that. Last week was Michigan's biggest game of the season against Penn State yep. in Happy Valley, which they won. Yes. They won, took care of business. And then, as well, not breaking news, but just ever-evolving news, today, the linebackers coach uh coach partridge was let go because of some murky kind of affiliations maybe with connor stallions and uh one booster by the moniker of uncle t mm-hmm. interesting they're filing they're firing their linebackers coach with two games left in the season all of these swirling and probably in some cases um egregious and accurate allegations <laughs> happening right like it's yeah. and they fire this guy this is another mid-level low-level staffer getting canned on a on a friday morning and with two games left in the regular season jc this is this is odd it is odd and 
the, uh, the it's, something... weird. it's weird. Now, now, listen, I have a huge bias. I am an absolute, as mentioned before, Michigan is the only football team I really, really care about. Seahawks number two. This this is sort of been never ending, and this just berating me every day. So, like, yeah, I don't know, man. This is this is tough. Can I pose a question? And yes. Do you think? Obviously, Harbaugh was saying all this stuff. We're America's team, and all this other yep, business yep, there. Yep. I am trying. Sorry to interrupt you. I am trying to embrace being the heel. Yes. Yeah, like a little bit of WWE stuff there, like. You know, at this point, air quotes, everybody hates us. I'm trying to get into being the heel. I mean, I'm working on that. Well, there's a, be- a beauty and brilliance to that. And I'm wondering if Harbaugh is kind of working magic. That's my question. Do you think that this is kind of, he's trying to make lemonade out of lemons here, like try- by design saying like, it's us chicken against the world. Chicken salad out of chicken shit. Exactly. Us against the world. Yeah. You think yeah. he's probably in yeah. meetings this week and then yeah. going forward. Everybody totally. hates us. Nobody wants us to win. Let's prove them all wrong. Definitely trying to galvanize the troops with that. I think that's a big part of his his MO right now. How couldn't it be? How couldn't it be, right? Like, yeah. this is the biggest story. This ongoing Michigan saga is the biggest story in certainly in the US and it's it's bleeding into Canada. I mean, this is like this has been you know, it hasn't stopped in weeks now. Every day there is something new, Jamal. It does harken back to like the Flategate vibes from the Patriots in the in the past. And Tom, Tom Brady, Brady, Michigan man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but absolutely. It, it does give me that vibe. And I'm wondering too if, I mean, the NCAA, we don't know what, you know, the end all be all is going to be, if there are going to be sanctions or any sort of retroactive penalties. But I'm wondering if things do happen and transpire, if it's going to be like we're making a a huge example yeah. out of Michigan yeah. football and we're going to come down and with the hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well it's it's possible. It's possible. It's funny, right? There's there's things like at this point they're still saying that that Coke bottle Jim Coke bottle J- coach Jim didn't know what was happening, right? Mm. You believe that? There there's also they're saying there's no ties to him. He's suspended for these last three games, as you stated. He's going to be suspended for more games than he coached this year, right? Next yeah. week, n- next week, they play Maryland tomorrow, home with the Terrapins. Uh, Tua's brothers at the helm for the for the the Marylanders. They're not a great football program. They're more of a basketball program. Shout out to Steve Blake. They, <laughs> I mean, Michigan next weekend is the game. Of the decade, right? They're yeah. Not it would be regardless um, anyway because these two programs hate each other next week when Ohio State plays Michigan. But it's and all these other layers, Jamal. Again, every day something new. It's is this a trap game for Michigan tomorrow at Maryland? Are they going to be caught looking uh, ahead, dealing with all these distractions? Nah, I think I think that's too strong. I think that's too strong. I don't. They'll take care I don't of think business. it's going to be. I think I think they're dialed in right now. The way they pushed uh, Penn State around last weekend, I think they're dialed in. I think Maryland's better than everyone thinks they are. I'm I'm okay with that, but Michigan's too good. And now that they're they're embracing the heel, as stated, I got I think we're gonna print T-shirts next week. <laughs> I think um, they're gonna roll with that. I saw JJ McCarthy definitely is embracing it. He loves it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh man, it's, it is a tough one to process though, Jamal. It's like. One thing I will say, and I'm kind of neutral. I've got no dog in this fight. I feel like I really want the kids to be able to play. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad in a sense right now that like the kids are still able to go out and play their great team. They have aspirations and potentially could win the natty. And I feel like let's just let them play right now. They're dealing with so much and kudos to them for still staying focused and getting the job done thus far this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of other teams, I, I don't know how they're doing it, honestly. Well, yeah, fair. But they also haven't played anybody. Like they, they've only Fair. they've like Penn State's their has been their hardest game thus far. Right, right? their two loss team now, Penn State. Yeah, yeah, they're not that good. If you watch that game, I mean, Michigan was a lot better than them. Again, my biased view, but that's the truth. So anyway, yeah. man, it's 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 wild. College football so wild. That's what's so great about it. Every week. That's what's so great about every it. Every week something goes down and next Jeez. week's going to be the big one. We'll get to that, I'm sure, uh, with our next episode. Yeah, I'm I've already got my rant. I've already started writing my <laughs> rant for next week. I can't wait. Yeah. I want to move on from Michigan there and just talk about it um kind of another big story of the week and then kind of round back into some things that are transpiring as we record, but Jimbo Fisher Texas A&M, they thought he was going to be the one. They thought he was going to be the coach to take him to the promised land, finally had all that oil money back in them, and then they let him go. He'd been on that hot seat for a really long time. They thought he was going to be the one until he wasn't. And then, <laughs> and then they deemed it worthy of paying him $75 million for him not to be the one so he could sit on his deck with a cold glass of sweet tea. $75 million. He's To not so work. Old. To not work. Our guy, Paul Feinbaum, said today on Dan Patrick, that's just a good oil day for some Texans. Good day for crude, JC. And I said to you. And our friends in Alberta. And our friends (laughs) in Alberta. true. And I said to you, that's like a freaking national GDP for a year, most countries, like some countries. Yeah. But such is college football. Got a question for you. Does Dabo jump ship? Maybe. And go to Texas a and Yeah. Who else is an option there? Maybe Neon Dion? We'll get to him in a second. Yeah. Lane Kiffin? Yep. Smoke weed, talk shit like Lane Kiffin. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah. Elko, the coach for Duke, I've heard, kind of rumored. But I feel like they want Don't someone Don't trust more... a Dukey. <laughs> I think they want more cachet. I think they want someone splashy, as I said to you off mic. They want someone, but it's a big name. It's a... They it's want, a big job. It's a big job. They they're not LSU. They're not Alabama, but they want to be. Dan Lanning from Oregon? Question mark. There's been some. Kayla hubbub. DeBoer from UW? Question mark. There's been some of that, and you know what? I think both of those guys would be foolish to jump ship, especially what they've both have built in a small amount of time, respectively. Agreed. Right? Agreed. I know Lanning has some of those SEC ties, but the rumors always are that the yes. SEC can pull coaches from the Northwest or the Northeast because they have the dull lairs. They've got the bills to do that, right? Yeah. Those two guys, those two guys, in my opinion, would be wise to stay, but. A&M's got $75 to pay Jimbo to sit at home so like they can do whatever they want. Right. And that's another thing that you just pointed out, how college football is just so unpredictable and wild. Both of those teams, Oregon and Washington, Lanning and DeBoer respectively, 
teams are far superior to Texas A&M this year. The programs yeah. are set up for success moving forward, moving yeah. to the Big Ten. But you know what? There is that temptation to go and be in the SEC and see if you can take down that big dog, Nick Saban. It's kind of crazy. And in most other sports, you wouldn't say, hey, you want to go take a job with an inferior product yeah. and start over when you have a good thing going? And, and P.S., nobody, and I mean nobody, lies like college football coaches. <laughs> That's why I nobody about. will look you in the eyes. <laughs> Nick, Saban, Nick Saban will look you in the eyes yeah. and say, I'm never going to coach at the University of Alabama. I'm, I'm never going to be the coach at Alabama. See you later, Miami Dolphins. Two weeks later, <laughs> who's the head coach at University of Alabama? Nobody lies. Nobody lies. And I stand by this. Nobody lies like NCAA college football coaches. And you know what I'm saying. There's a reason people joke about them being youth pastors. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, but couldn't agree more. So speaking of... Uh, while we're talking about this coaching uh, carousel as it's starting to unravel as we get closer to the end of the season. Coach Prime, you, you mentioned, is a name that's being bandied about possibly going to Texas A&M. As we speak, JK, what is the score of the Wazoo-Colorado game? Updating, updating. Current score as we record on Friday night in Little Owl Studios. Washington State, 56 Colorado 14. Damn. For, the fourth quarter has just commenced. <laughs> They're down by whopping 42 points. Mm-hmm. Six now, touchdowns. Now let's <laughs> let's rewind a couple months ago and and rightly so. We were we were giving Coach Prime Neon Dion his his flowers or we were pumping his tires as he deserved. Cause they were doing so well, but they've lost their last six if i can include this one which i'm being a little preemptive but they've lost their last last six i'm breathing deeply like it's a star wars movie jc what's gonna happen with with coach (laughs) prime like they're not gonna make a bowl no they were gonna set the world on fire they were like you and Kawhi. i called it a revolution earlier this season and it was special and we knew it was going to be a formidable path. You were on mic, on air. You got out in front of it. You said, look at this schedule. This Pac-12 season. It was tough. It's tough. They went, won one game last year. Yeah. He's got all these kids transferring. Yeah. They don't have the offensive line to keep up with your Oregon's, Washington's, Oregon State's, et cetera. We knew it was going to be tough, but damn, I didn't know it was going to be this tough. You thought they were going to do a little after that start. You thought they were going to do a little better. They're going to squeak a couple of these games away. His son Shadur is such a talented quarterback. Yes, he thought it, him alone could probably you know throw them into some games. But geez, Louise, they are holding on by a thread. By a thread. I'm curious to see where they finish in the year and how you know college football, sports, fans, the media, everybody's so fickle and people aren't going to really be hearkening back to that initial run that they had, I think. But at the same time, it's a process. He knew it was a process. And I think... Trust the process. Trust the process. Colorado, what else can they do but trust the process? So they're going to... I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a little bit of extra money, honestly, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to stick around because of all the other temptation that's out there, like your Texas A&Ms and 
whoever else is going to be coming up. Um, you know, maybe even Michigan. <laughs> I said it. I'm joking, well, you, but well, you're right though because just to go back to Michigan for a second, I mean, like maybe Coach Jim is going to roll because if these sanctions continue to come down, and again, every couple of days there there are new ones. He may reach the point earlier in the year. There were rumors were that he was negotiating with Michigan on a new contract, but maybe next year he wants to go on and, and coach the Las Vegas Raiders and take yeah. over for Antonio Pierce or the New Orleans Saints. And who can blame anyone for hiring my boy, Coach Jim, right? So it's just banana lads, Jamal. It's going to be an interesting few uh, months here, the remainder of the season. Something really special and unique is happening tomorrow in my home state of Virginia. I was going to say, and it's close to you. <laughs> College game day is in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Harrisonburg. Most people have never heard of Harrisonburg. No. Nope. They're going to get a little spotlight tomorrow. Excited for the JMU Dukes. I saw. Love that. Love that. How how far is uh, James Madison University from from your parents' house? Ooh, good question. I've driven there before. saw the largest bong I've ever seen in my life. I did not partake. I did a not bong? partake, but yes, B-O-N-G, glass wow. bong, a smoking device that was huh. over 10 feet tall. It's a long story. Not the thong song, the bong song. <laughs> yeah, they, they like to party. I like it when the beat goes. <laughs> How far is JMU from your house? Mm, uh, between two and three hours. Yeah. So not far. Yeah, it's not far. Uh, Foothills, the Shenandoah mountain or valley uh kind of the appalachian mountain there not far from mass nutton if you are a skier in the state of virginia you know about mass nutton you are now you got you've got your journalism degree from vcu did you think about going to james madison university was that on your was that an idea you had halfway through uh your junior year or something like that no i didn't it was a public it's a public university it's uh it's reputable i have some friends that went there they have a great communications program it would have been a nice alternative but i honestly wanted to be in an urban environment and it's 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 rural it's it's mountainous it's a completely different experience so that yes. was the big um point that kept me home for vcu i see yeah i see and college game game day they they were there in 2017 i think i saw yeah and now they're back yeah and now you know they're d1 school they're undefeated the the big Kind of under lots going on with JMU. Lay it out, lay, lay yeah. out the sporting programs for me, please, Jamal. And I've got a couple questions. James Madison has had some success, it's a growing school, there's about 20,000 students there, undergrad, maybe give or take uh, a couple hundred more. And yeah, they're putting making a name for themselves now. The, the football team is turned into this like powerhouse, so they're um, undefeated. The reason why college game day, Desmond Howard. Pat McAfee, our guy Kirk Herbstreet <laughs> yeah. are there tomorrow and not in Corvallis for Oregon State, Washington. Yeah. Is because James Madison University is undefeated. Yeah. Right? They're, they've won all their games. It, we're now late in the college football season. They've won all their games. They're playing App State tomorrow. They can't play in a bowl game. They're not bowl eligible because of this huge NCAA. Which they just appealed and were denied. Yeah. Bullshittingly denied. This is why people hate the NCAA. Yeah. This is mismanagement all over the place. It's ridiculous. Because I feel like, why not give this team a a chance to shine? So it's cool of ESPN 
to you know go away from the game of the week essentially and to go to JMU, go to Harrisonburg and feature them and give them their moment in the sun. Agreed. Yeah, they're gonna be rocking the uh, all black tomorrow with the gold helmets. It's gonna look pretty cool. I hope they. I think they're favorites. I think they should take care of business. But man, it's gonna be weird to like have this undefeated season. And then you look across, and there should be some teams that are like what six win, seven win teams that are in a bowl game that you should be in. So it's good that they get a little bit of shine. I hope they take care of business and and the NCAA realizes their mistake. Let's talk games tomorrow. Let's talk yeah the games of the day. Who you like? I got five games on my slate here. We're just gonna pick winners here. We're gonna cruise through, just kind of in a chronological order. So. Georgia, newly minted number one, <laughs> Georgia, mm-hmm. is, uh, I think, going to Knoxville. Got number 13, Tennessee. High ranking for Tennessee. I yeah. Mean, I feel like Georgia's going to win that game. Tennessee is not the team they were last year when they beat Bama at Bama. Uh, let's roll with the dogs on that one. Oh, yeah. No, no problem for the dogs. I think they'll take care of business comfortably. Number two. We got some of these rivalry games popping up, and the first one here is Kansas State. Um, the little apple is going to to Lawrence, Kansas State versus Kansas. Twenty five, Kansas State, sixteen, Kansas. Usually it's the other way around. Kansas State's ranked higher, but Kansas on a roll this year after that Oklahoma win. Now our favorite point guard, who I haven't seen for the Raptors yet this yeah. year, Noel Marquise, Marquise Noel. We haven't seen yeah. Marquise Noel from Kansas State yet for the Raps. We have in, seen Grady Dick in the thirties. Kansas, Kansas, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We haven't uh, we haven't seen Marquise Noel yet, but I feel like this is a Kansas State game. I feel like this is a mm. Kansas State game to me. Hunter Dickinson and and the aforementioned Grady Dick. I think there's a theme there, but I'm rolling with uh, I'm rolling with Kansas State and the Wildcats. You? I'm gonna go Kansas. Okay. I'm gonna go with the fave. Okay. Put it down. Kansas. Okay. Big one. Battle of L.A. UCLA USC. Now, USC has really fallen some hard times. And briefly, I just want to say a lot of people, a lot of naysayers, a lot of haters are saying Caleb Williams, not as good as advertised. Mm-hmm. I've watched a few of those games. I watched the Washington game. Mm-hmm. USC has an awful defense. They can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. So I think that Caleb Williams has been in a lot of difficult positions. He's got some talent around him, per se, on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think that people should be so quick to uh, anoint or crown like Drake May. I love uh, Michael Penix Jr. I think he's going to be a great talent in the next level too. But I still think Caleb Williams is special, and I think he's going to shine tomorrow. I think USC takes it. Yeah, I agree. Uncle Chip's in trouble. This is Caleb Williams' last game at USC. He's going to want to ball out. He's He's going to want to do well. Yeah. I think I'm going to ride with the Trojans too. Game of the day. Game of the day. That a whole like a whole slate of uh, West Coast games here, but the game of the day. Fucking rights. So we should. University of Washington underdogs, despite the number five ranking, going to Corvallis. <laughs> That's a hostile environment. Ooh, that place is going to be cooking tomorrow night. It's probably if gonna you be like and I had a, if cold, just I mean, we're starting to reap the benefits benefits of our sports app bet stamp relationship. But if we had a PJ tomorrow, JC, and we had no responsibilities, <laughs> children, jobs, and the important stuff in life, I'd like to be in Corvallis tomorrow night to watch Oregon State Beavs versus Washington Huskies tomorrow night. I think that is going to be 
fucking electric. It is going to be special. I think that this is the game of the day. I think it's going to be as good as advertised. 4.30 Pacific. Contra- uh, I'm taping it, by the way. Okay. I'm, I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to watch the first half of my, like, sort of in and out with my family while I'm probably flat topping something exquisite. <laughs> and then uh, I can't wait to put my family to bed tomorrow <laughs> night and, and dial into that second half of that fourth quarter with just nothing but just me and the focus of my television. God damn, I'm excited. College football, you can't beat it. No spoilers for me then, but I'm, I'm going to do my best to watch as well after I finish editing this pod so Washington so let's get it right yeah I think that first of all it's a contrast in styles and Washington the game's gonna come down to can Washington stop Oregon State on defense I think Oregon State's a kind of a run heavy team from the little I know so they're gonna want to milk the clock Washington can score in a blink of an eye because I want Washington to be in the mix at the end of the season, I'm going Washington, but by a hair. I think it's going to be a tight, tight game. What you got? I agree with what you said. I think it's established now that we're kind of rooting for the local interest around here on the sports class. I'm yeah. a UW. We, we've been talking about UW all year. Like UW is really good. Really yeah. good. I'm, I think I might go with the beeves. I'm going with the beeves. Hey, I think they're, the, they're I think favorites. the home I think the home cooking yep. is a big deal. This is the Oregon State's best team in probably the last 20 years. Jonathan Smith might move on and take over for Jimbo at Texas A&M. He's on the list of candidates. Yeah. You've taken the dogs. I probably would take the dogs, but to be different and for the sake of interest, I'm gonna go with the beeves then. I'm rolling with the beeves. I think it's fair. I think it's, it honestly is a pick 'em. It's a push. It is go, a pick 'em game. It could go either way. And I will say this: Let's not forget Washington has had a freaking gauntlet. Yeah, they were in LA. Yeah. took care of USC in a shootout. They uh, they had Utah. Yeah, they had that tough game with Oregon, and this is just it just keeps going. And they got Wazoo coming up. So it's just been a murderer's row of teams here that they've played against. So do they still have some gas in the tank? Can they? You could argue they have the t- University of Washington has the toughest schedule in like of the top uh, of the top ten teams. They might have yeah. the toughest schedule for sure. I, I mean, Pac-12. This is an elite, elite yeah. year for them. Yeah, and, and it's week, their last. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, would someone call it say that the two-pack, the Tupac coming up in the future is Oregon State and Washington State will be the remnants. But speaking of uh, those sorts of things as well, it's not going to be the last iteration of this, but got to talk about this game because I know it's near and dear for you. You sent me a picture. I know it's basketball related, but you sent me a photo of our guy, Mark Madsen, coach of college, sorry, coach of the Cal basketball team, riding the Bart, wearing some Crocs, getting some work done, man of the people. Love it. Love to see it. Battle of the Bay. Cal, Stanford, who you got? Hell yeah. Now, esports fans out there, you know this clip. It's from the early 90s. Don't quote me on that. But there's a there's a pass into the end zone. And 
and this receiver is looking for the pass and all of a sudden he's looking for the pass and the end zone is filled with people in the band because they've come <laughs> onto the field too early. Yeah. And Cal scores and they win the game. Now my allegiance is to Cal till the end, till the end, go Bears. I like this game. We're now, these next two weeks, we have these next two Saturdays, we have these these rivalry games that are so much fun. Yeah. <clears throat> they don't count for as much as Oregon State Washington, but these are the these are these cool games that are really exciting and and uh, if you have a chance to watch some of these games like Cal versus Stanford tomorrow, the Bears versus the Trees tomorrow, it's super fun. Obviously, I'm leaning on the Bears. They've had a weird year. Justin Wilcox, they've this is their third quarterback of the year and now everyone feels like this uh, young man, uh, I'm not going to say his name cuz I can't quite recall, but yeah, I'm rolling with the Bears tomorrow. Obviously, fuck the trees, but it's fun. This is the <laughs> this is the good stuff. This is the good stuff. Nerds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Cal too. I think it's in Palo Alto tomorrow, but yeah. I think I think I'm rolling with the Bears. Go down to the farm and take care of business. Mm-hmm. Go Bears. Let's take a break. It's time for the weekend, and you know what that means. NFL action's back on Sunday, and I got picks for y'all for Sunday. I'm taking some money line picks this weekend. I'll tell you who I'm looking at. I think Detroit's going to win. Dallas, Miami. You want to look for a fourth leg of your parlay? San Francisco. Feeling frisky? Want a fifth leg of that parlay? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh to cover. Pittsburgh to win. I take the money line too on that. I think they're going to take care of business this week. If you haven't done so already, go to signupexpert.com slash SG. We're partnered with our buddies over at Betstamp. They're going to give you a variety of sports books and some great lines there. So I recommend signing up, supporting us, tailing my picks, making some money this weekend, chasing away the Sunday scaries. Let's go. Best of the rest. Talk about some of our other favorite sports and what's happening there. Just a quick little tour. First, we want to start with the NHL. The Canucks, your Vancouver Canucks, are on fire, Mr. Kelly. What say you? Nobody saw the Canucks this hot this early. We've got uh, we've got Elias Pettersson. We've got JT Miller. We've got Quinn Hughes leading the league in points through, roughly speaking, 15 games. Mm, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Shout out to our listeners in Alberta. Many pundits, influential pundits... Everyone thought the Oilers were... They're a Stanley Cup favorite, and they've come out stumbling out of the blocks. And yet the lowly Canucks are hotter than a goddamn pistol, JC. I don't know, Quinn Hughes has caught your eye. You say you love how he skates and what he does on the ice. He's maybe the best skating defenseman in the NHL. He moves so smoothly. It's, it is otherworldly. He makes everything look easy to the point that people don't realize how good a skater he is. Kale McCarr uh, plays in Colorado, played his junior hockey in Brooks, Alberta, which smells like a chicken coop. He, <laughs> he may be the best skating um, 
skating player in in the NHL, but Quinn Hughes is a close second. The way he moves, he makes everything look so easy, so easy. I just talked about how I was in Vancouver for the Whitecaps. The Canucks are hot. They, they're kind of pulling me back in. It's a yeah. bit of a tug of war, but I may get back to Vancouver sooner than later to watch the Canucks play because they've they got some juice. And Rick Tockett, head coach, uh, Rick Tockett came in late last year after all that's like the malarkey that was the Canucks last two and a half years. And and Rick Talker with the training camp and and inputting his systems, the Canucks are obviously playing really really well. As Don Cherry said in Rock and Sockham for a hockey player's hockey player, Rick Talkett. <laughs> He's tough. He scored big goals. I'm into the Canucks right now, Jamal. I'm, I'm more into the Canucks now than I've been a long player, a, right. a long time. A hockey player's hockey player, Rick Talkett. You, you heard it here. Come home, Justin. They want you back. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I'm in. I'm nice. in. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the Oilers are suffering. You said um, earlier off air that you know they changed their coach. They're trying to make some things happen. I think I saw early in the year they, along with the Hurricanes, were kind of the favorites, and it's been a mess. I asked you a couple weeks ago as well. I said, hey, is this the year? Is this the year a Canadian team wins it all and you said no, no. quick fast fast i didn't even finish saying the question no no <laughs> and you still still riding with that you think uh no canadian teams are gonna no, do it oh no 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 not the canadian i mean any canadian no, no. teams i understand no <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll see maybe vancouver will prove us both wrong there um, I'm going to move on and talk a little bit of tennis. You know, you, we talk about tennis never sleeping and never ending. It's like, Apparently. <laughs> it's still just still trickling on. Just still just holding on to a little bit of that viewership. Yeah. So they're, uh, the ATP tour, it's the year-end, finally, um, the, the year-end where they basically have their top eight players play around Robin, and then they move into this uh, semifinal, final four, which is happening tomorrow when you are listening to this some of this stuff might be old news but the big news this week is your guy Yannick Sinner took down Novak Djokovic for the first time in his career he's played him several times he got the best of him in three sets this week and we've got a final four of Djokovic versus Alcaraz tomorrow lunchtime local lunchtime local sorry where is this tournament again it's in uh, Torino or Turin if you're nasty it's in Italy yeah. So the cool thing the, this uh, week... Site of the a former Olympic, yes. Olympic dad? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about this, like for Yannick Sinner, for him to be shining is like it's a home tournament. He's from the region, like right. in northern Italy. So he's had the crowd the other day. Briefly, I don't know if anyone saw it uh, that listens, but Novak was v- like vehemently being booed throughout the match. And at one point he started giving like, just like kind of... Giving ironic- it back excuse me yeah ironic applause and wow, i will say good on him for kind of doing that like novak if you don't know now uh, you know now you know he's a polyglot he speaks like fluent italian so i thought like eh, maybe they'll give him a little bit of some love no they fucking hate <laughs> nice nice <laughs> nice so anyway tomorrow around lunchtime uh local here in the pacific we've got djokovic alcaraz one versus two Winner goes to Sunday, the final. So they will play either Sinner or Medvedev. Sinner's gotten the best of Medvedev. Today, Alcaraz beat Medvedev to set up these matchups. So it's that's the top four players in the world 
battling it out. So that's going to be fun. So I'll have some thoughts about that next week. Just wanted to point that out. Staying in the tennis realm, Rafa, my guy, Rafa Nadal, has said he's going to be back in um, 2024. There was a little bit of doubt. He had had like a kind of a abdominal injury. He had surgery. He was saying, I don't know if I'm going to be back. He's in his late 30s. He's had some good practice sessions. He's been posting a lot on Instagram. He's going to be back next year, so everybody's getting ready for that. I imagine he'll be in Australia, or if not, for sure he'll be in the French Open. So that's one thing to look for. And another quick tennis note, I think Nick Kyrgios might be done as a tennis player. Mm. I think as a professional player, Mm. the writing's on the wall. I Mm. love Kyrgios. He was in L.A. this week. He was actually commentating on the Medvedev match that I alluded to earlier. Had a serious slip-up. Had a tongue yes. <laughs> had a tongue slip. Yes. A mispronunciation, which even happens here on the Sports Gloss, if we're being sometimes honest. Sometimes people say success. Sometimes people say sex instead of success. And Kyrgios... Uh, what they say. The, the, the latter. I mean, mm, both... What you say. You know, kind of there's some similarities in both. But uh, um, anyway, um, Kyrgios had a slip-up, but he did do quite well commentating... And I'm curious if Kyrgios is going to just move into that next chapter and just be an influencer and a commentator. He's got uh, some lingering knee issues, and he's also got a wrist issue. And for him, the way he plays, his serve is everything. And if he can't get that wrist right, he's only like, he's not even 30, but he's never going to be in it for the long run. I just don't think he has it uh, mentally that he wants to stay on the tour and do what he does. But it would be a shame to see him go, but... Hey, he would be really, really fun on TV. So let's see what happens with that. We got Winnipeg versus Montreal in the Grey Cup. The old Grey Cup. I'm really excited about this. Montreal, kind of underdogs, kind of snuck in. I think they took out uh, one Chad Kelly in the Toronto Argos to get That's where right. they got to. You're right. And the Bombers have been hot for a while here. So Bombers... Big favorites, Alouettes, big dogs. I don't know the line off the top of my head, but... Working on it, working on <laughs> it. Efforting. Who you got? Bombers? I think I'm going with the Alouettes. Let's go. I think I'm going with the Alouettes. I like I like Montreal. I'm not going to act like I watch a ton of their games, but I think I'm going with the Alouettes. By the way, this is like the 100 and whatever, 10th Grey Cup. Nice. And this is the first time that the, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Montreal Alouettes have ever played each other, which oh, seems wow. crazy in a predominantly eight-team <laughs> yeah. league, just recently nine-team league. So that's cool, right? I, but by the way, JC, and, and give me a little bit of a pedestal here for a second. Yeah. Again, we're just talking talking Grey Cup, and I'm not going to act like I'm a huge CFL fan. But by the way, you know what I hate? And I, I, I'm rare to use the H word. I hate CFL haters, man. Don't, uh. don't give me that. Don't give me that. For me, the Grey Cup was was an appointment viewing for a long time. Recently, it hasn't been, but I yeah. like the Grey Cup. When I was in university, I used to go to CFL games, and I had a wonderful time in the college corner at Colmwell Stadium. I'm not with the CFL haters. These people who think that the NFL is so much better than the CFL, I just feel that's so drastically incorrect. The, peop- the guys playing in the CFL are 
are just missing a break, are just were in a wrong yeah. situation. I don't feel that, to me, I don't feel that the difference between the players in the CFL and the NFL are that different for that sort of secondary category. I'm not talking superstars. I'm talking a lot of the the everyone else, the general, the gen pop of those leagues. I don't feel that difference is too big. That's all I'm saying. I love the CFL. I'm going owls. Nice, nice. I will say one thing I've kind of gleaned, like watching more CFL and learning a little bit more about it. I think you watch more than me as an American, by the way. I watch it occasionally. And you know what? Like it's one of the things, it's easy to just kind of have that scapegoat thing of like, oh, these rules are all weird. Sure. Like the field's too big and all this other stuff. But I actually like the freedom of movement. And I think, honestly... God, I like that there's only three downs. It's yeah. a throwing league. It's fun to watch. Exactly. Things are moving rapidly. And one thing I was going to say is you see a lot of these NFL teams that are kind of reinventing their offense. You see all the motion now, like the Miami Dolphins and like uh, San Francisco 49ers, all of these kind of guys from that like Shanahan tree and McVay tree trees. It's really cool just to see the CFL, and I kind of look at it, and I'm like, okay, look at all this motion. This stuff is actually having an influence, I would like to believe, on the NFL, and like, mm-hmm. kind of having offenses dictate to defenses, like, hey, you're going to have to react because I've got this guy flying over here and sure. doing this. Sure, I got this movement. Yeah, and once you kind of get past those maybe initial, like you said, like feelings of like, oh, this is too different, or like these players, the quality isn't there, or whatever... No, it's fun, man. It is what it is. It's unique. And I think yep. there's been some really cool things. And the Great Cup has had some really the Great Cup has uh had some really cool moments in uh past years and, and like you said, it's a rich, rich history. So I'm gonna good. watch I'm gonna watch the fourth quarter, I'll watch the second half. I'm gonna try and dial into it. You I think this conversation has has brought me back. I'm gonna watch it. We'll chill for the al at the al- alouettes then. I I think I like their coach. I saw like a speech with their coach. Um, it was like a post game of the last game and, and yeah. kind of won me over. So they're big dogs, but let's, let's, uh, go with them. And that concludes another episode of the sports class with Justin Jamal, Giannis, Charles Barkley, Walter Payton, all number 34s. And this is episode number 34. Thanks for joining us as always. If you haven't done so, please go to our Instagram at the sports gloss as well. You have a little betting itch. I would say go to signupexpert.com slash SG. Sign up with our friends at BetStamp. See what we can do. Maybe we can make you a few bucks this weekend. Justin, what do we always say to the people? Survive and advance, JC. Nice to be back. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Peace. Peace.